Now we're recording. So Ultimate Bachelor here with a couple guests. I'm gonna let them introduce themselves because I don't have to worry about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Matthew started off. What's up, uh, Matthew Bennett? I am uh, the creator of Financially Fluent. Um, just recently popped off. It's not like nothing famous or nothing, but <clears throat> something I'll be talking about a little bit on here. Uh, my my guy Bodie and I were in Detroit on some some work work event work meetings. Um, so we decided to come over to Alex's spot to uh, hop on the mic for a bit. Yo, this is Bodie Taylor. I'm friends and colleagues with Matt Bennett. Uh, we've worked together a little over a year now, and uh, yeah, just out here in Detroit, supporting some law firms and uh, hanging out with Alex. Great. Make sure I get him on the yeah, camera a little turn bit him as up. well. Turn him up. Turn, turn him up. You need more volume? No, you good. So actually, this is going to be a fun conversation for me. I, I understand if y'all can't use the headphones because I do get how it messes with you. You can turn down and uh, be a little better. But for me, it's a fun conversation because most times we've had a subject as it comes up. And so what we're talking about is something specific. Um, having two people in here that haven't really we didn't really talk about anything ahead of time. Mm-hmm. We can kind of take it wherever. But at the same time, both of you guys are married, so relationships can come into it. Matt, you brought up your, your financial... Uh, uh, financially fluent. Financially fluent at... Financially fluent. Financially fluent. Finance underscore fluent right. on Twitter. Um, and so there's that to talk about. Bodhi, whatever subject you want to come up with as well. Let's go there. But uh, we were just at dinner, happy hour, whatever you want to call it, and, and talked about several different subjects. We talked about kids. We talked about uh, Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey. Yeah. Everyone's smiling. Cause Every, everybody I, I, jumping everybody's on the, ready for me to go there. <laughs> jumping on the train. Um, we talked about uh, family, marriage, all this stuff. So, um, yeah, we can jump right into it. So my thing is, so I just had a kid. Right? Yeah. And I got, I got, you know, I got. You got kids, kids plural. Plural. You got Ap- kids apostrophe. plural too. I got kids. Plural. And Bodie has no kids. No kids. So I'm zero. I mean, to give you a little context here, I'm uh, 32, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Got a two-year-old. <laughs> you agreed with me? Uh, I got. I have a two-year-old and a one-month. Right. Uh, and the crazy thing is, I so I have two older brothers. Both of them have nothing but boys. There's four boys in between the two of them. My wife has two older sisters, seven boys in between the two of them. I have, my oldest is a, is a boy. I didn't know Brandy is only boys on her side too. Yeah. That's crazy. My oldest is a boy. And so the one we just had, Penelope, she's a girl. And <clears throat> so I, I texted my cousin who has, I forget how old she is now. She, she's probably about four or five. I texted him. I was like, "Man, you gonna have to give me some pointers." Obviously, you have a you have a, a daughter too, which is my oldest. So that was kind of like the rubric. For yeah, me, but. yeah. And it's just like every time I think about it, like I want to just like put her. I want to just like put her on a put her on a leash <laughs> before she starts walking. I mean, it's that's an interesting. And that's not that's like an interesting subject, right? Because literal. 
Because a lot of the, the joke is right. You 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 know did whatever you did when you were younger, and so you know you want to protect your daughter from from guys like you. I'm not mm. saying you, but I'm saying that's the joke, right? I was one of the good guys. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but do you, you're actually thinking about that because mm. I don't I don't know that I've ever thought about that. And and once again, I my situation is different in that um, my ex wife is very very strict, so Jade won't be dating until she's at least 16. I think Kim said. Yeah. Um, or have a boyfriend or anything. So that that's a totally different situation. But you you actually feel the pressure of having to protect her. Yes, absolutely. Talk to me about that. I don't know. So when she was born versus when Cruz, my my two-year-old, was born, I felt completely different. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, truly I don't know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. And it was just like... Well, that's the thing is, Jade, honestly, I I wasn't there when she was born. Yeah. So that might be a different feeling, too. Right. I have a daughter who... Now, one of my uncles, he has a daughter. But outside of that, nobody has really... Done it. Raised a, right. a a girl, so it's it's all about raising men on, in, on right. my side of the family. So it's, I think it's it's almost to the point where I need to soften up because I'm, so I'm, I'm raising Cruz to mm-hmm. be to be a man essentially, right. but I want to make sure that, um, I show, and I don't want to I don't want to give like my my love differently. Right. I don't really know how to explain it, like like lay it out but it's to go back like so i I said it's it's it was a different feeling when she was born right um and so i feel like like you said it's it's just a i feel like i have to protect her more than cruz now i I probably shouldn't like Mm -hmm. i'm sure i'm sure she'll be 100 percent fine when she grows up but that's just like how i felt sure when she was born versus when Cruz was born. I, I can see that and I hear that and I, I'm just saying I don't necessarily feel that, but I don't have a lot of that pressure on me as Kim has made a lot of those rules, right? Yeah. Bodie, obviously you don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a different feeling too, right? Because I can see, and Bodie's not on my live, so sorry for you guys. You can see the recording later, but mm-hmm. um, here, we, we can put them all. Put them on. Put them on. Put them on for a second. <laughs> so you don't you don't have any kids, but right. when you hear Matt say that, do you have any of that same feeling? Because you said well, you're what twenty four now. Yeah, twenty four. So you you think you and your wife will have talked? Have you guys talked about it? Yeah. About twenty eight years old. Mm-hmm. And so talk a little bit about what that feels like to you. So. I haven't had a son or a daughter, so right. I haven't really experienced either of those things yet. But I have to say, the thought of being a parent, and for me, being a father, is something that's really exciting, but that it's at the same time kind of terrifying, too. Right. You know, that responsibility. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world, and it's like, you got to watch out for this, and you got to raise this individual. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that my wife and I are excited for down the road. But at the same time, I feel like I've got a lot of growing that I need to do, too, as a man to learn how to be a father, to raise kids, too, at the same time, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. You know, I don't I don't feel like I'm ready for that right now at this at this point. Shit. At 24, I was definitely not. (laughs) And I didn't get that choice because when I met Kim, she already had a daughter. So Mm -hmm. so that's different. So that's one thing I would ask you is like, what's that conversation like? Uh, You guys got married how long ago? Uh, 
year and a half. Okay, so you, so it's still early marriage. Mm-hmm. Although you you were explaining how you guys have known each other for a long time, but yeah. the what's that conversation like about? Because you guys, Matt, were already had crews before you got married, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's a different altogether. So being married and saying, "Hey, this is what we're going to do in yeah. this amount of time," um, what how does that conversation go? So it's the sort of thing when we got first got married, we thought like, you know, maybe like. Five years down the road, we'll yeah. want to have kids. But, you know, time goes by, you know, year and a half, two years into marriage. I don't know. I don't think it's an exact sort of timetable where right. we're like, okay, we're following this math. Like, it's this date. You know, we're going to have a kid now. Right. Like, first of all, you know, that always, doesn't always go as easy as you might think. Like, who knows what that yeah, process will telling? be like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> True. But I think kind of when the time comes, we'll know that we both kind of feel like, all right, like we're at the point in our lives, in our careers, et cetera, where we want to have a kid. But, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, right? You know, sometimes you have this plan and then. Well, I think it's funny. Side note, I love that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. What the you book. didn't read. You didn't read. I'm not. A, I'm not. A of, my, of mice and men? Of I'm mice not, and men. I'm going to put this on you because. <laughs> when uh, Lenny and uh, George. George was. I think it's George, yeah. yeah Lenny was then. Mentally disabled. Anyway, go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to a book. Audio book? Yeah, I'm all You look like an audio book type of dude. Go, <laughs> don't, don't I know? <laughs> Face for radio on an audio book type of dude. Um, ugly and stupid is what I think you just called me. <laughs> Low key, I did, though. Um, so under, anyways, under the table. Under the table. I think one of the big things about that is it's funny to hear someone who's trying to plan that, right? Mm-hmm. Because with that plan, undoubtedly, you'll probably get pregnant before then. Sure <laughs> because thing. you said that. Absolutely. Because you, did you guys plan for Cruz? I know you guys yeah, weren't we totally against it. Yeah, yeah. So it was, shoot, December. Right. It was, no, it was October of 2015. Right. Mm-hmm. December came. We were like, you know. Uh, but not married, though. That's the not, big thing. Not married. So we got married September of uh, 2017. Were you guys engaged? We were engaged. Okay. We were right. engaged. Um, the So end of 2015, we were talking about getting pregnant because, you know, obviously we, we loved each other. We were in love. Nobody, neither one of us were going anywhere. And, you know, we were just like, you know, we might as well because, I mean, we were planning on getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So uh, 2016 comes around. I proposed to her uh, in January. And then we end up finding out that she's pregnant with Cruz. Uh, she Valentine's Day, 2016. Mm-hmm. So we were like, you know, we might as well just postpone the wedding. Yeah. What? Shoot, that was a year and a half later. Right. But postpone the wedding, you know, get Cruz into this world, raise mm-hmm. him up, you know, get him to, what, a year or so, 11 months. So that that was kind of our our timeline. Obviously, it's much different than, than Bodie's, but I think – you know, once once you find that soulmate, and, and once you find that person, where you're just like, oh yeah, like this going, this was happening. Yeah, this well, is gonna happen. Like, well, I also feel like someone who's been married and divorced, you realize this is gonna sound so bad. How little that piece of paper means hmm. because very when, little. Because very when little. you're and Bodie, I'll turn this to you too. Okay. Because when you're when you when you think about marriage, you're like, this is going to be so great, yeah. so whatever. And then you have those first couple arguments, mm-hmm. and you like, 
man, this ain't what I thought it's going to be. <laughs> and that's when you really realize. It doesn't turn shit to be like a right, magical right. relationship. No, that yeah. piece of paper turns nothing into yeah. it. So that's yeah. when you really realize that you got to like be married, married, like make decisions to yeah. love them and all that stuff. For real. Um, and, and that's why I wanted to turn it back to you, mm-hmm. Bodie, because you were talking about uh, at dinner that you guys have been married for or have known each other since. Long time. Yeah. So like. Since preschool. preschool. We met in preschool. Right. So then you guys are. Were you guys like weren't together that whole time? No, from, no, no. Right. So then, talk us through it a little bit. Yeah, for real. So we met uh, in preschool, went to school together our whole lives. Right. It's kind of on again, off again thing, you know. Okay. We liked each other in junior high, but it's right like back. we were yeah. dating continuously. And yeah. then uh, college came. She went to a different college actually to start than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, she later ended up transferring to the same college that I did. But to th- be together. To be together. Right. Yeah. The thing was for us, like even when we weren't dating, we were still kind of best friends. So that relationship was was still there that whole time. It wasn't always like romantic. Sure. But we had like a really strong foundation. So for us, I mean, we got married at 22. Like it's really young. Right. But we kind of knew for a long time, like, I want to spend my life with this person. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting because you, you see that a lot, right? You see people either meet in high school or meet you know, early in life mm-hmm. and get married young mm-hmm. and do all these things. And, and those are sometimes the relationships don't, that don't last because you have to, and you probably don't even understand this all the way yet, but you have to grow together mm-hmm. as opposed to growing apart. And I'm sure knowing each other that long, you guys probably felt that strain a little bit already. Right. So, um, I mean, those are the type of conversations, if I'm giving any advice that you guys need to be having, it's yeah. like, hey, how do we make sure we keep this together? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this might be a good time because I know you, you just kind of walked in and saw a podcast set up and we made <laughs> you get on, so you don't even know. But the point of this podcast yeah. is for the progression of men, right? Having okay. conversations that men don't usually have. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say don't usually have because it's they'll, they'll have them... Um, when they're together mm-hmm. with their boys, mm-hmm. but but they're not venturing outside of who they're comfortable with to have yeah. that conversation with. So so this is really about having these types of conversations, stuff that you probably feel like you can't normally yeah. say, but everyone thinks. Right. You know what I mean? So um, we were just talking about him and his wife knowing each other for so long mm-hmm. and, and get. So you and Brandy are a different situation, right? Because you guys met when? Shoot, we met 2011. Right. March of 2011. So we dated up until, um, what, 2017. We had right. like a little, small little break. Right. <laughs> where she broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was only, you know, not not too long. Maybe it's probably like good for you, though. Six or eight months. Yeah, and that was like right at the beginning. Right. And then after that, I moved yeah. up to, shoot, you know, I moved up yeah. to Chicago. After we stopped working together, uh... 2014, mm-hmm. moved in together three months after I moved up to Chicago, yeah. and like I mean that was that was it. Yeah. Like once I moved up, once I made that decision to move up, like I yeah. knew like she was, like neither one of us were going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I once remember. I, I remember that because I remember you were heartbroken there, and that's the thing. I, I'm so torn on what's good for guys, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if we almost don't have some moment to where we feel like we're about to lose something, mm-hmm. like we almost don't appreciate it like we should. And that's not all guys, but but there's a lot of guys that are like that. And I feel like that moment when your heart was broken a little bit and you were missing her in, in the midst of that, like it kind of tells you something 
Different, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. 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 There's a, there's a lot of reflection that goes on at the time, especially when you're you know long distance, semi long distance. Yeah. Right. So you have a lot of a lot of thinking. Yeah. So yeah, once I moved up there, it was just it was a wrap. Once we moved in together, it was it. As much as we can continue to talk about relationships, because both of your you guys' relationship stories are interesting. We were talking about some other things at dinner that that I'll probably go into it because I don't want to keep you guys here all night. But um, <laughs> the Nipsey hustle, and I'm gonna put it on me too. Go ahead. Yeah, aim you. Look, you gotta stay inside these little dotted lines if you're trying to be on my no, life. Here, let me scoot over there. No, you're trying to be in with me. Yeah, I'm in there. I'm in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, the what bothers me, and you guys both weighed in almost the opposite way, but a little bit of agreement. What bothers me is that Nipsey Hustle is now the only thing that anyone can post about, right? And so yeah. what I don't want to do is take away from how great he was and because I know nothing about it personally how great he was or how good his music was or the the activity he did in the community as much as I'd love to talk about the fact that now he's everyone's favorite posting post. subject yeah. right and I that I see something wrong with right because I've never seen a post of Nipsey Hussle before he died and I'm gonna let you go and then Bodie I'm gonna let you go let me bring something up that I didn't bring up earlier right I don't know whose uh, whose post it was. Let me check. Give me give me like two seconds here. Right. He's on Drake's Instagram right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Drake or not. Um, there was somebody who posted a picture of themselves. Yeah. But was saying R.I.P. Nipsey. Oh, it's it's so bad that you know you got assassinated got killed right. so on and so forth I'm like why are you posting a picture of yourself just him like a portrait right. i forget who it was and i need to find it it was a celebrity though it was a celebrity yeah yeah because yeah. i was talking to uh to my brother about it to my brother mike about it That's and you said you all were having a conversation yeah. yeah like why are you posting a picture of yourself but saying r.i.p next at the very least just post a picture of nipsey <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not about you at the moment right but outside of that I've oh, always. Oh, someone said it was Odell. Was it was one? Odell. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Stupid. Stupid. Let me see this. Uh, he changed it. Did he? Yep. I wonder he removed it. Said it. No, people were people were eating them in the uh, in the comments. Psych. It's there it there. is. Can we get this on the line? You can't see, you can't the, see caption, the comment. But it's like that's the that picture, day, that night. Yeah. And we talking about Nipsey. Yep, Odell. So to me, I'm like, I, I'm, I don't know anything about Nipsey, so I'm not trying to take away from the fact that he might have been great. What I don't understand is how you feel comfortable, like if you never posted about him, you never talked about him, you never talked about his activism, you never talked about anything, didn't even post his store, his clothing, his music, nothing. Now he's the greatest person you've ever seen. <laughs> I, there's some celebrities that have like eight or nine pictures of Nipsey up. Yeah, and I, I don't that. mean to call my cousin out, but I don't think he follows me. So <laughs> fuck him for that first. But second, wow. Um, yeah, that's personal. Um, but second, 
He got so many posts on his story and on his feed of Nipsey. I'm like, bro, I've been checking your stuff since you had Instagram and you don't have anything. So where is this coming from? For me, like, I don't have any post. No, I d- I'd never posted, like, on my feed. Right. I've always posted, like, his lyrics and stuff on my story. Okay. Uh, some of this stuff kind of rang true to kind of stuff that I believe in right. terms of, you know, buying assets instead of liabilities, limiting your your expenditure and, and increasing your your income. Mm-hmm. And that kind of rang true to and struck a chord with me in terms of like what he was trying to um, more or less pursue on, you know, on the top of his, his rap career. So I've always liked his, his train of thought, his, just his flow, really. Right. So, and I to mean, me, I've been to to me I'm not trying to take away from, from the people who did support him. And it's nothing wrong to me to post one, two things about him, post some stuff on your story. But when it turns into, like, every day for, for a week and a half, I'm confused at, at when he became your martyr, your, your saint, before that. Bodie, you want to touch in on it? Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier at dinner. But yeah. um, something I was kind of thinking about is, obviously... People have been talking a lot about Nipsey since he was killed. Um, it reminded me a little bit of when X was killed and everyone was kind of posting yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah extension. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we... He as wasn't a, your model citizen. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't even know anything about him. So I, I, was, I mean, just I just not, know from like the headlines. Yeah, yeah. I've never read into him, never yeah. listened to his music. He was obviously not your model citizen, but uh, that's kind of a different thing than Nipsey, but... I was kind of thinking like we have we as a culture have this habit right now of like when someone dies we post all about him we talk all about him we glorify him like you was this idol but the what it kind of made me think like damn if if you really got love for someone and respect for them like tell them while they're still alive you That's know what because I'm thinking. Of, That's exactly it doesn't what I'm mean saying. anything to those people when they're dead you well, know yeah, right so like if if you feel that way about someone like let them know it while they're alive cuz it doesn't mean anything to to them when they're dead and that's hilarious you say that because like I, like I was thinking, that's the first thing I thought I was like, I wanted to put up a post and say, hey, you know, appreciate the people you got in front of you because because that's, uh, wow, I can't believe you even just said that because it just immediately came to my mind. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I got to like, because when they're gone, and I think some of that came from, I started following Lauren London because, mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, I want to see what she says about it, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the, what's, cause I feel like that's the only one that'll really matter, right? I want to see. I, I want. I want to see from someone who was with them every day, what what she's gonna say. A little materialistic by me, probably. But I mean, you still like if I'm gonna read Jamie Foxx's seven posts on him, I might as well see Lauren London's on it. You know what I mean? The person who. No, that's sure. <laughs> sure. So, you followed her just for that. Potentially. Okay. I. I mean. Okay, I'll give you that. Because I was going to her profile like a couple Right, couple just trying to see. Every other so. Maybe every I was, other day or and, so. And maybe I was trying to see if she was, like, what her thoughts, like, how she's taking it. Is she be, taking a positive spin on it? Is she taking it really hard? Which I, I know it's going to be hard, but I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit of TMZ in me, if I'm being honest. Could be. That, that was, I think that was more so just you wanting to be in the... Uh, just in that conversation. Yeah. Potentially. That's what I'm saying. Maybe a little it, TMZ. It, yeah, it was a lot of TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Don't forget this is my life. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Um, There's some people. No, I, I think <laughs> Nipsey definitely he was killed before he he obviously reached his potential. Right. That that latest album that he came out with in 2018. Mm-hmm. You were talking about that, yeah. That was going. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. I think to me, and not even told you, there's probably some songs of his that I really, really like that I just didn't know were him. Could be. Yeah, because there were, I, I'm not saying that as it could be. There were some because as I, you know, obviously his stuff's getting played now. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has some good songs. Yeah, if really I'm being did. honest. I'm going to let y'all pick the next subject. Matt, no, actually, Bodie going to pick the next subject. <laughs> Uh, I was kind of curious to hear what, what Matt was going to tell us about his uh, his finance thing he's got yeah. going. Finance. Yeah, because <laughs> talk, finance talk, is a trash. I'm going to go oh. run and let the dog in, but you're going to start it, <laughs> and and everyone's going to hear. We got one person on live, bro. <laughs> there have been some people on, and I get people to watch it. I know, I see that. So we got to come back. We had a couple. Few. We had a couple comments. Yeah, we did. He helped us out with the Odell. Odell. I want you to start it because you've already told me a little bit, and I want them to read it, and I'm going to come in Yeah, because I, I really haven't told Bodie about it, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Oh, oh my back. You're just going to put the thing on the back my, my. my back. <laughs> That's my back. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, financially fluent, right? Yeah. Um, we always talk about, we people in general, mm-hmm. we always talk about... Um, Wanting to get ahead in life, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what's the next move to to get me to that next level. Mm-hmm. And and I think all of us, me included, mm-hmm. don't have the the basics or the foundation to understand how to get ahead. Right. Yeah. So my my initial thought for financially fluent was to create classes and create programs for mm-hmm. kids in the inner city. I was in Chicago at the time. For kids in the inner city, I'm from Indianapolis, so I wanted to do it there as well. And I'm I'm in Indianapolis now, back mm-hmm. living in Indianapolis. Um, so my thought was to create these programs, these three, four-week programs for kids to come in every Saturday morning from 8 to 10, mm-hmm. provide them breakfast, and give them material to learn the very basics of money, hmm. how to earn it, how much to save it, you know, your savings rate, how much to put into certain investment accounts. And then hmm. from there, obviously, you want to make sure that you're preserving your, your wealth, you're, pre- you're preserving the, the cash and the capital to deploy into different assets, whether it's stocks, whether it's real estate. And so that was, you know, the the initial germs of that, that idea. Hmm. Sat on it for, shoot, a couple years. And so I would say probably, what, a month and a half ago, I don't know when I created that, created that Instagram. I would say about a, a month and a half ago, I created an Instagram, created a, uh, a Twitter and just really started posting just like just basic facts about, you know, how to get ahead in life. Yeah. You know, for example, every paycheck that you receive, you should be saving at the very least 10% mm-hmm. each paycheck. Mm-hmm. 
And then once you build that savings account, that savings surplus up to your emergency fund, everybody has a different emergency fund. Usually it's three to six months of expenses. Yep. You know, if you get fired, you never know what could happen tomorrow. Yeah. Or if the entire company just goes to shit, you never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. You need to build up that emergency fund to have three to six months of expenses. And then from there, where are you going to put that money? Are mm-hmm. you going to put it in stocks? Are you going to put it in real estate? Are you going to develop your own business? Are you going to create your own business? Create an LLC? Put together a startup? An e-commerce site? An Instagram account? Instagram accounts, they make a lot of money nowadays. So mm-hmm. that's really you know, where I'm, I'm, I'm at right now. Where I want it to be, I want it to be a resource. So it's financiallyfluent.co.co. I want it to be a resource where... And have you launched that website yet? It's really just a, a landing page. Okay. I, I need to launch I've been slacking. Right. Um, I've, I've written a couple of blog posts and whatnot. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> outside of that, I want it to be more than a blogging site. Yeah. You know, I want it to be a resource where, you know, you can come on to the site and learn about the, the basics of money. Learn about spending, budgeting. Yeah. Learn about credit, debit, good credit, bad credit, because there is good credit and bad credit. Yeah. Um, learn about you know where the, the where are your opportunities to to place those those funds once you get past that threshold of your emergency fund. Yeah. And so I want it to be like uh, a progression of okay, I'm going to come here. I'm going to learn the basics of budgeting, spending, I'm going to master that. Yep. I'm going to take it to the next level of intermediate. I'm going to I'm going to save 3 to 6 months of my uh, emergency for my emergency fund and then I'm going to take it to the next level of putting it into index fund, putting it into to real estate, putting it into a REIT. There's so and then I mean obviously you can look into different crowdfunding sites. You don't have to purchase properties yourself. Me myself like I'm big on real estate building wealth, building wealth, generational wealth. I'm I'm big on, you know, buying and holding, you know, specific properties hmm. to, you know, pass along to my to my kids. Obviously yeah. I have kids and, you know, legacy has, has come up in the conversations with, you know, my wife and, and some of my other friends of, you know, what am I going to leave yeah. my my kids? What am I going to leave my wife? Right. If I do you know, leave this earth early. So that's that's kind of a, yeah. a long-winded version, but, you know, that's really, you know, where I want it to be. I want people to come to the site, learn the basics, learn the intermediate and advanced, take take that knowledge and, you know, deploy it to, you know, however you want. I don't want it to be, you know, this is what you should do. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is what you should do. This is where you should put your money. I want to give you options. These are the different vehicles to grow your wealth, mm. grow, build your wealth. Especially me, like being, you know, a, a, a black young man, kind of old man. I mean, I'm 32 years old. <laughs> however you want to look at it, uh, I want to make sure that you know my my family is is good for, you know, while I'm here on this earth. I want to make sure that, you know, my my two kids right now. If I do have another one, I want to make sure that they're good. Uh, so a lot of it was um, teaching those kids how, you know, to to save money, budget, put together this this plan to to get ahead and, and make sure that you you don't have to struggle. You know, you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Now I understand like there are different circumstances for everybody, but you can find a way. Like 
you can you can save two percent of your paycheck each time, and that builds up. I mean, yeah. whether it is Every, everything, no matter what it is, builds up, and then if you invest it wisely, it's gonna grow. Exactly. So and all you need all you need is fifty bucks to yeah. to start investing. To yeah. to be honest with you, I mean, it's not gonna be you know the the blue chip stocks. Yeah. It's not gonna be you know the best thing, but once you you know, start learning and, and, and put putting together that, that understanding and, and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Everything is at your fingertips. Yeah. yeah. Everything is at your fingertips. We just have to make sure that we're disciplined enough to, you know, pursue that knowledge. Yeah. It's right there. Can I can I stop you for a second? Yeah, and ahead. I had turned it I didn't mean to cut it off you. I turned it to Bodie because I had a question for you as a young married guy. Yeah. So what, like I told you, my website is for the progression of men, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're all about how men get better, smarter, everything, because guys are idiots half the time, right? Yeah. One of the funny things is, as much as well, not as much as little as women trust us to make the right decisions, right? When mm-hmm. if you ask them, don't you feel the pressure to be financially? the financial leader for your family. And I don't mean you have to bring in the money for your family, but I always felt like when I was married and in a lot of relationships I've been, my girlfriend, my wife, whoever looked to me for, yeah. for, to make the right decisions oh, yeah. financially. Right. Yep. So as a young Absolutely. guy, I wonder if you feel that same pressure a little bit. Oh yeah. I certainly feel that pressure. Yeah. Um, to be the provider for my right. family. And that's not to People say, Oh, he's not. It's turned down. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And that's not to say that my wife isn't gainfully employed and doing well, but I definitely feel that burden to provide. And ultimately, you know, someday when I have children, we kind of talked about that earlier, to provide for them as well. And so I know what Matt was talking about was more geared towards educating the youth, you know, get thinking about this young, start to establish a healthy mindset. But a lot of those principles still are the same as an adult as well, you know, yeah, how yeah. can I be building right. for that legacy that I want to leave behind mm-hmm. me? And it is, it is weighty, you know, it weighs on you. Yeah. And so another thing I think about, cause, cause even if it's not on you to make all the money, right? Sure. If you guys make the same amount of money or mm-hmm. you make a little bit less, even mm-hmm. if you guys aren't living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. all those things, I still feel like before any investment is made or, or anything, I haven't met very many women that lay, lead that conversation in a marriage. And, and that may be sexist of me. I'm just talking about my own experience. King of Queens. I, I didn't watch that show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, anyway, go ahead. But so I wondered if he felt that same pressure young in a marriage. And um, not that I feel like it should be different, right? I I feel like men should be able to take the lead on things. I'm, I'm different than I still believe in gender roles, right? I don't think that's necessarily a gender role. But I don't think there's anything wrong with taking the lead on that. That's something to dive into right Right. there. Yeah, that is. That's a different conversation. But (laughs) we got some time. We might get to the end of it. But the point of it is, is more, don't you think you should educate yourself the way Matt's talking about? And and what are some of the things if you have, and I think it's okay to say right now, hey, I haven't looked into it as much possible because I say that. I literally put a post up today that said, hey, I don't know enough about it to to be dangerous. But, Mm -hmm. you know. Have you looked into the, your future like that? Um, and if you have, you know, tell me some of the ways that you have. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Right now, for me and my wife, one thing we're looking at is we're living in an apartment. You know, we're talking about saving for a house. Dog cameo. Yeah, we got a little (laughs) dog in the frame. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of where our mindset's at right now. You know, um, we're making money. We're thinking about that house. But we, I mean, to be totally honest with you, we haven't started investing yet. And that's something that I've been thinking about, like, you know, I'm a grown-ass man. You started before 401k, though. Yeah, the exactly, yeah. through the company. That's good. Um, but, I, you know, I'm starting to think about, like, investing in the stock market and different things like that. Um, I've I've heard a lot about how, you know, the younger you start, it has such a big impact. Compound as you interest. Get older. Yeah, compound yes, interest. Like, even, like, investing five to ten years earlier than what you might think, it, it really makes a big difference as you Hundreds get older in life. Yes. So that's something that, like, I'm owning it like I haven't really done the research and no are you guys like are you guys like piling away money like every paycheck every month or or do you guys have like a a savings rate that like that's a big term for me yeah we're, we're having setting, a savings rate yeah yeah we're setting aside into our savings from every paycheck yeah that's yeah. good yeah. Okay. but right now in our minds like that money is like going towards you know our future house but it could be for something else but that's just kind of our mindset yeah. right now. And, and I think that's the important thing to say is, Matt, how much were you are you investing or were you investing before you really dove into this? this? So before, before I jumped into this, like, financially fluent thing, like 2011, right. I was, like, tough in the stock market. But in it was stock market. Yeah, in the stock yeah. market. I was buying, like, buying and trading different stocks. It wasn't, like, day trading or anything right. like that. Uh, but I was looking at it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like I bought Amazon at like two fifty four. What's that now? Sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred. I don't know. But I sold those at eight hundred, nine hundred, thinking oh. I was, you know, yeah. making yeah. Yeah. a gain. How could but you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's long term. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if unless you're in day trading, where yeah. you're buying and trading stock, stocks, buying and selling stocks on a daily basis, weekly basis, buy and hold these companies that. Yeah. You know, Amazon, come on, bro. You you right. know yeah. that's not going to, they're not going away anytime yeah. soon. Why, the, why the hell also, did I sell but, that? True, but they also weren't what they are now two years ago, never mind true. how many years ago that was. So sure. you, Very true. And you never know. To me, if I'm looking at because I don't trade. Well, I, always, I did get the gains. Right. I, I got the gains. Right. Yeah, right, right. So but the, the thing I would look at in GTG. that is. Dude, what'd you say? Got the gains. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, I would be thinking first and foremost, are, is, is competition going to come out? Because competition comes out for them and takes a little bit of their share. Now, mind you, now we can see that there there can never be competition for them. But yeah. at the time, you like, you know, there could be another shopping True. site. Yeah. Walmart could blow up. And actually, I, matter of fact, I needed the money because I was on my own at the time. And I needed to just go ahead and get those gains and get the cash out of that. You got a couple you got a couple dollars left from okay. a couple of dollars. Couple couple dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um but no, like we should be like buying these blue chip stocks. We should be buying, you know, the the Googles and the Apples and the Amazons mm-hmm. for the long term. Right. And and dollar cost average that. Like if it's if it's gonna go up, yeah, it's gonna go up. But if it's going down, you're definitely gonna be purchasing more if you have the funds for it. Yeah. Obviously a Amazon stock prices outrageous but at the same time you should also be looking at index funds now index funds are something that just basically you know uh looks at the entire market and and 
gives you a snapshot of how it's doing and 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 it mirrors the the for for example like the vanguard uh the vanguard stock the vanguard index fund the main index fund it mirrors the s p 500 mm-hmm. there hasn't been i mean it's been a hundred years for the for the past hundred years it's yeah. it's gained like seven or eight percent yeah year over year right uh, we, should, we should be buying these stocks, buying this real estate, buying any type of asset for the for the long term. That's true, and in the long long term is what it comes down to. Because I remember, I remember my senior year in high school. I'm dating myself, but when that first like recession of our generation hit, my parents lost so much money in that, right? True. And so you look at that. Or, or, well, there's a lot of money in index funds, right? Right, now. and if I was trying to tell my parents, "Hey, I want to invest a whole bunch of money in the stock market," even though it's going it's going really well now, and I could be smarter with it, I think they would probably be a little apprehensive because mm-hmm. they lost a lot of money. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, and so it's as, did they sell it off? They sell they sold off the stocks because they would have they they would have yeah they probably wouldn't there probably wouldn't know any value in selling them at that point they probably exactly. was probably thinking to wait and I'm sure they it's got like, some money back yeah. but but still probably lost more than they got back you think so I don't know that for a fact I should ask. Oh, yeah, I'd be interested to know yeah I would not just for your parents just for right. people in general right that's and I never even thought about that until yeah. we talked about it right now so um, but being financially fluent is 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 hard to do I think because one it's like what money are you using like what money are you comfortable risking right and there's some bigger risks than others but to take it out of your bank account I think is the hard part mm-hmm. right you, you when you put that when that money comes in from your check and gets pushed over here to it your looks savings good. it looks good and it feels feels safe it feels amazing yeah, yeah but but to the point that you made even today about your money working for you um it's not growing the way it could. Even if you put it in a high yield savings account, some of the high yield savings accounts, I mean, they don't get above 3%, 2.6, right. 2.25, Ally, Barclays, Barclays, however you want to pronounce it. Right. If you put that money in a high yield savings account for the next four, five, six, seven, eight years, inflation is going to eat that up. Inflation mm-hmm. goes up at 2%. Right. You didn't make anything. No, you didn't make. You damn near lost money. Right. The the money you say say you have five ten thousand dollars to purchase stocks, real estate. Right now, real estate. Obviously, right. it's a little harder. Call it state. Call it state. Um, <laughs> <laughs> say you have five or ten thousand dollars to purchase stocks right now. Right. The the money that you have right now is going to buy you more than. What you have in in two thousand twenty three? Then putting it in the savings account, saying, "Oh, well, right, right." The the know. stock market went up over the past ten years. We've seen this economic expansion. Uh, you know, I, I I really don't think I should put my money into it right now. Um, when you're trying to time the market and beat the market, you're gonna lose. Yeah, that's right. gambling. Right. Don't do it. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's really like the only advice I would put out is. Don't try to time and, and gamble on the market because you're going to lose. Yeah. So here's another subject. How to, to stay socially relevant. How did you get so woke <laughs> <laughs> on your fi- financial fluency? Where, where did this come from? Because I've known you for a long time and you didn't talk like this I before. Didn't. Not that you weren't intelligent and not that you didn't care about investing and I've making money. I've always been smart. 
You what? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> How did, when did this become a priority? Kids, Where'd you learn to speak the language? What did you say? Yeah. Where'd you learn to speak the language? To be honest with you, bigger pockets. Hmm. Having more money? Nope. What? It's a website. Bigger oh, pockets. Oh, oh. I'm not getting paid by them, although I should. Yeah. Even though we only have one looker, one live streamer. More people will watch. Please watch. Please watch. <laughs> um, no, to be honest with you, it was, it started off with learning about real estate. Hmm. Because I saw, like outside of my dad, who's, you know, done very well for himself. Yeah. The most, like the most millionaires generated in any industry has been real estate. Right. Hmm. Anybody can do it, regardless of the industry or the the position that you're in right now. I'm in sales. The commission that I earn is going to be put into real estate. That's my strategy. Buy and hold, multifamily. Buy and hold for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Um, one looker, Sarah Lynn. Yeah, yeah okay. she on there. Thank you. I just thanked her. Got to make sure you appreciate, appreciate those who you. check you out. Um, so that's, that's what, that was... Oh, we just got a new one. That's... That was the beginning of my learning. And so I listened to hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. So, mm. so from there, I listened to all the Bigger, Pocket, Bigger Pockets podcasts, all of Michael Blank's podcasts, mm. all of uh, Gary Vee's podcasts. You sound like you got a little Dave Ramsey in you. No, so so Dave Ramsey. That's the thing. Like I, I that, like that, I that dig six Dave, months, Dave Ramsey. That six months of, of emergency fund. Away. Yeah, I mean everybody should have that. Yeah, Dave Ramsey is more for getting out of debt. Yeah, yeah. financial, peace. which is important too. Forty, fifty thousand dollars student loans, yeah. which is fucking ridiculous. No, no, no. Of so student loans, some people got to do it. What? Okay, okay. Your dad has done really well for himself, so I'm sorry that some people got to do what? Get student loans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you talking about other debt? Yeah, consumer debt. That's I mean, we're at like three trillion dollars. I used to have twelve, thirteen thousand dollars credit card debt. Snowball effect. Hey, tell them that interest builds up quick. I tell you. So I used to have a Volkswagen CC. I'm not going to tell you how I how I messed it up, right? <laughs> I tried to do work on it. I ended up having a five thousand dollar credit card bill having to fix everything that was right. wrong with the engine and whatnot. So, yeah, that, that credit card interest builds up. So mm-hmm. I used to have, like, shoot, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 in credit card debt myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Paid that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I think I have maybe, like, 2000 left. So that's going to be paid off within sure. the next month or so, before summer. Hold me to that. I will. You, instead you of, instead of buying shoes because I got to stun a little bit. Psych. <laughs> Um, was just from the rack. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so I mean, it, it was really just learning about get, to be to get back to your question. It was really just learning about real estate, right? And then from there, it, yeah, it snowballed, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that was really the the germs of me learning about financially literacy. Financial literacy. Right, Bodie. I'm gonna come back to you okay. because it's the same question, right? So you a young married guy Uh I don't know what your parents do or what influence they have on you but where this is the issue I think I have and you may have the perfect answer for it but I think a lot of people don't is where are you getting your financial advice from or your investment advice from yeah damn that's a good question Um, 
Yeah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, and the thing is, if you said nowhere, you'd be there with 99% of the people. Hence why Matt has his Instagram handle and, yeah. and, fi- and financial advisors have a job, right? Right. I've talked about why financial advisors sometimes have their own uh, agendas and, mm-hmm. they, and, and they may not be working for you in every, in every uh, instance. But what I do want to say is, you know, they're, they're there to help you save money and invest and there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. But point being, where are you getting your advice from? Uh, it's not like one specific place for me. Right. I have a couple different like friends that are in financial advising right now. And they're also, you know, young professionals like myself kind of figuring it out for themselves. So on the one hand, you have like, they don't have like 20, 30 years of experience in the industry to speak to. At the, on the other hand, though, they're in a similar place in life to me, so they can really relate to a lot of the stuff that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then it's just kind of a combination of, like, you know, like, parents and older family members. Did your parents kinda... teach you any, any type of um, financial so, tactics? Or financial anything? literacy? Can I say that? <laughs> Fluency? I know. That's what you want me to say, but I'm going to switch it. <laughs> winking at me? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so these two are just winking at each other. Um they can't see that because you're on the line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my parents, honestly, are not very good with money. Like, mm. I didn't come from a background with, like, very much money. So, like, my parents are in a lot of debt and have, like, other, like, financial issues. So, like, I look to them as role models for a lot of things. But when it comes to money, they're not really, like, the people that I look to in my life for guidance and for role models there. Yeah. Um, my wife's parents were a lot... Uh, more responsible and better with their money. So um, so my wife and I do kind of have them as an example, right. but there have just kind of been other people in our lives that we look to. But honestly, yeah, there's not really like one person or place that I feel like if I have any financial question, that's where I'm going to go to because it's kind of a, a hodgepodge. And, I, and right. that's, that's fine, mm-hmm. I think, right? Because you... I think, Matt, you'd agree. I don't think you should necessarily be getting all your financial from advice one person. From, from one person. Mm-hmm. I think you should be doing your own research. You should be talking to professionals. You should be talking to other people that have done well with it and formulating your opinion from there. Um, it's interesting you said your parents weren't that great with money because I think two sides come to that. I'm going to turn it back to us. But mm-hmm. um, there's the people whose parents did do well with money, and then there's the parents that you think did well with money but then they get later in life, and you realize, man, my parents yeah. were just blowing money. <laughs> and, and they're asking you for money or, or making decisions based on poor decisions they made before. Um, so it, it, it is interesting, and I, you know, I don't want to dwell on it, but that, that you say you can realize that your parents haven't done that well with it. Mm-hmm. And, and realize that, I don't know if that pushes you to be better with money, or if I feel like a lot of people probably fall into that same thing. I've seen instances where... Parents will have parents or single parents will have a ton of credit card debt and then their children will fall right into credit card debt because they think that's all right. And I've even seen parents give bad advice. So so take it a step farther that they were bad with their money and now they're giving bad advice. It's on, a cycle. On, that's, it is. That's, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it, that's scary to me because Very to me, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I'm, I'm all about not having credit card debt. So, you know, when I bought my house, I put some stuff on, I put furniture on a credit card, right? And that weighed on me crazy. And I didn't even have interest. I paid it off before I had interest, all that stuff. It's just stress. Mm -hmm. 
So when I think about someone who doesn't make as much as I do, who can't afford to pay it off, and it's just stacking, yeah. right? And then I had uh, Latrice on here the other day. Um, I, I've talked to you, Matt, about her, and you can check it out on my Insta. But And she's talking about the fact that your credit card debt is like, I don't don't call me, but it's like the revolving credit. It's like 30% of your credit rating. So then you got people who have credit card debt, whether it's their fault or not, or necessary or not, that then are ruining their credit so they can't do anything in the future. It's going to paralyze mm-hmm. you yeah. from making decisions in the future or or only put you behind again when you go to get a car and the rate is jacked up, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, that's that's the stuff I think about. And, and that's why I think your insist so important because the younger someone realizes, Bodhi, that's why I keep coming to you, the mm-hmm. younger someone realizes the right things they should be doing and they get that advice, the way better off they're going to be. I'm just now getting into investing in real estate and or stocks or whatever, and I'm 35, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be fine because I make enough money. I don't have a ton of debt. I'm all those things. But I'd be better mm-hmm. if I was 25. Yeah. You know what so I mean? 10 years ago, yeah. yeah. So Either way, so, it, so compound interest has a positive and negative effect, right? If you, if you pile up $10,000 in credit card debt, compound interest is going to fuck you up. Yeah. But if you are putting all that money into the stock market or whatever type of asset, whatever type of vehicle, that compound interest is going to help you out so tenfold. It's, so it seems like it's really important that you're, you have the right sort of role models, the right sort of people that you're looking to for financial wisdom because, like you were saying, Alex, if you're looking to the wrong people and getting that wrong advice, like right. it can really set you back. I've yeah. talked to a few people and, and, and some people have like a differing opinions or whatever. And I'm I'm with this opinion of okay, so yeah, we we do have what, two or three credit cards or whatever, American Express, Sapphire, whatever you want to have. You're saying you do personally? Yeah. So and you're supposed to, that helps your credit. It does. You yeah. ha- you have to open up, you know, certain, you know, a, a few credit cards just mm-hmm. to have that credit there. Mm-hmm. And you you never know. In case you don't have that emergency fund and something comes up. Yeah. I guess you gotta use that credit. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm of the mindset of if you don't have the cash, don't buy it uh-huh. unless it's something like you you have to pay for. It. If it's like I don't know if you have insurance on if you don't have insurance in your car and you gotta yeah. pay for something, or yeah. if you know I don't know something goes wrong, you gotta pay for it. Yeah. If if you're buying you know whatever just just these frivolous frivolous ass you know things and and, and liabilities, if you don't have the cash for it, don't pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't buy it. If you have the cash, and you want to use a credit card to build up points or whatever, use a credit card, pay that bitch off immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. Immediately. And I'm just gonna say we're gonna lose the live here in a second based on an hour. This stuff flies by done. Damn. When you get on the mic. Yeah, we've been on it for 54, 55 minutes. But we're going to lose y'all. But it will be recorded on my Insta. I have links to to all the podcast uh, media, or mediums that, that we're posted at. So, But one of the things I talked about, you just said buying frivolous things. And we can almost end on this. Everybody but, does it. But, yeah. but the Instagram culture, I'm on Instagram Live talking about Instagram culture. <laughs> Instagram culture almost pushes you to that. We've talked about that in other conversations that 
you see other people living away, right? Mm -hmm. and, and one thing I always bring up is there's people I follow on there that have a million followers. And whenever they show me a picture of their house, I'm like, dang, buddy lives in a small apartment with a bed with no bed frame and all that stuff. <laughs> like with a million followers, like you're not, mon you're not monetizing your following at all. But even more than that, it's like that tells you that the life you see on Instagram is not real. It's not real. Right? And people are making their financial and buying and lifestyle it's a highlight, it's a highlight reel based on yeah. the highlight reel yeah. right so for me at 35 had kids divorced all these things i can probably see through it a little more i hope i can see through it a little more matt you're still married 32 all these things Bodie, i'll even push her over to you you probably have some friends because you're married and been married since very young but you probably have some friends that you probably see on instagram and you're like tell me oh yeah I mean, it's crazy. The world we live in with Instagram, social media in general, everything just looks perfect. perfect you know, yeah. it's just like everyone else you look at, their life's perfect. Nothing ever goes wrong. They go to incredible places. They have awesome friends. They eat incredible food, et cetera. Yeah. But it's yeah, like food. Yeah. You see more, more good food on Instagram than <laughs> really any restaurant. Filtered like a mug. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you're feeling bad about what you're eating. Right. You're feeling bad about where you're living. You're feeling right. bad about where you're going, et cetera. That's Hell a great yeah. point is that you feel it all. To some people, and and I even fall into it sometimes. Mm -hmm. I see somebody doing something. I'm like, dang, am I? Am I, 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 am I, am I not doing enough? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a great point. But anyways, keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean. Yeah. Off. So it's just it is important to take a step back and think about that and have that perspective. Like, you know, this is not real. Right. And it, uh, maybe it's real for a little bit, for right. one um, day or something. Yeah. But like, you go on vacation, you post a picture of yourself. Like, do you live at the beach? No. Right. But you went there. Right. Like, you have to. Be grateful for the things that you have and understand like a lot of what is presented on there. Like people could be going through effed up stuff in their lives. You know, they could be miserable. For sure. And you don't know that because of Instagram. And and I think you have a couple different sides of that, right? You have some people that post once every couple weeks, right? So that I think that falls into it even more. It's like, oh, they had this great experience. So that's why they're posting. Mm -hmm. And like you just said, someone's making their thoughts of how that person's living off of the best experience out of their exactly. two weeks. Exactly. Um, the best food they had in mm -hmm. that two weeks, the best way that him and his girlfriend or her and her boyfriend looked in that two weeks. Yeah. Although they may be fighting or if they're married, they may be getting a divorce sure. or if, or if they, you know, living by themselves, they probably had to scrounge together two checks to go on the vacation. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it, you brought up a great point. Everybody does this. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't want to say people should stop posting the best things because you do want to see positive things out of other people. But you you brought up a good point of taking a step back and saying, "Hey, what 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 am I really competing with?" I guess is a better way I would think about it. Right? Is am I competing with someone's absolute best versus what I do every day versus myself yesterday? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Thought process on it, Matt. Mm, throw it out there. Yeah. Tell me what you think. Uh, so a, a lot for me, like I, I get into that um, <clears throat> that rut of looking at different people's Instagrams and saying, Shit, he's he's building this, you know, seven figure business. Yeah. Right. Like, what am I doing? Like, I, I I call myself an entrepreneur, right? Like, but at the same time, like, there's there's always going to be somebody better than you. There's oh yeah, always going to be somebody that looks better than you, has more money than you. You got to compete with yourself. You got to right. compete with your happiness. How, 
Yeah, you just gotta make sure you're happy. Right. I mean, that at the end of the day, yeah. That's yeah, I didn't mean is. to cut you off, but yeah. No, you're good. You you have to understand, like, you just want to be one percent better than what you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You want to be one percent happier than what you were yesterday. Yeah. Even if you are in a rut, like, figure out the the bright side. There's a bright side to everything. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. Not to get like down and shit, but right. I guess no, that's on sure. a on a good positive note. But yeah, that's kind of like my mindset because I do get into that. Scrolling the feed, scrolling the It's so the, hard the not to. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard not to because yeah. you see, in for someone who's competitive, right? I mm-hmm. think that's the other side of it. You exactly. just naturally yeah, yeah. see something you like, I'm going to go get that. I'm going to do better than that, whatever. You may be striving to do something that someone hasn't even done yet mm-hmm. or the person you're looking at hasn't done yet. Yeah. Or there's a long pro- – the other side is – the people who really are doing as well as it looks, and we just lost a lot, but the people who are doing <laughs> as well as it looks, what was the process behind? How hard did they have to work to get there? Because sometimes they just show it up in their Instagram like it just came yesterday. Oh, yeah. And they were working so hard, mm-hmm. and that's why they only post once every two weeks because they're grinding for 14-hour days mm-hmm. the other day. So right. that's good stuff. That's good stuff. But we're going to end it up because they got to get back. I really appreciate you guys hopping in. This uh, will be recorded and up on the on the podcast and on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, any close, you know, tell them again where they can find you. We've said it several times, but definitely uh, financially fluent on Instagram. It's it, it's spelled how exactly it should be spelled. If you don't know how to spell it. You shouldn't be following me. Yeah, and if you're on mine, you can see it. He's, he's, he's on. Uh, Financially fluent. Yeah, I put it on my uh, feed a couple of different times. And I'm yeah, really but good. as I mentioned, like the site will be up. You know, as I get time, I got a newborn and a two-year-old, so yeah. you know how it goes. Anyway. Yeah, Bowie. All right. If in like two weeks, three weeks, a month, you come on, you're trying to check out Financially Fluent, and it's not there. <laughs> The real Matthew Bennett at Instagram. Slide into his DMs. Yeah, right. And encourage him. Get your ass on this website because you got good stuff to bring to us. Right, right. It's the Matthew Bennett. Not <laughs> yeah, the are you on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, I am. Go ahead and shout All right. out. Bodie Taylor. If you want to follow a boring dude and his wife. <laughs> good times. <laughs> hey, hey, we just said it. You want to see some people live in real life. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is I, I try not to, on mine, I try not to flex or stun or whatever you want to call it as much just because what i'm posting up is what i do every day mm-hmm. you know what i mean what i care about every day and what this podcast is about so appreciate y'all too yes, thanks sir. so much um check y'all soon yes sir